Bidzy Small Business Society number 65. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Welcome everyone to another episode of Bidzy's Small Business Society. Today I am talking to Kelly Sheets. Kelly helps powerful people experience a different way of being, tapping into a form of power that generates more fulfillment and more ease. With a focus on women, Kelly allows them to embrace their position of influence and build strong leadership skills that empower those around them. She shows people how to reclaim four hours a day to create a personal life that they truly love. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us more about yourself and what it is that you do? Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Um, yes, I can tell you a little bit more. One thing is that um, my website needs a little updating on the front page because <laughs> while I've historically worked with women primarily, that's expanded. So um, when I started working one-on-one, I started focusing on women, but now I've gone back to working with men and women, which is really fun. And you know, my history is a, is as a leadership consultant and coach. Um, I've been in executive leadership, but really I personally think of myself as a lifestyle activator. So basically I look at people and I help people get really clear on what does success mean for them and in their life and their business. So uh, we tend to fall into these patterns of what success means um, by mainstream standards. And then everyone jumps on, on the bus and tries to strive after that. But my whole life has been spent looking at different ways of living and experiencing life and feeling successful and as well as, you know, internally and externally. And then I actually help people once they get clear on that, like, what do they really want and what do they want to experience in their life and their business? I give them the actual leadership and business tools to accomplish that. Sure. So you started working with women. So how did that, how did those strategies sort of translate into the male experience in business and in life? Well, historically I worked with men and women when I was in consulting. And then when I became, when I started just working one-on-one with leaders rather than the whole team, and that was about 
three years ago, I suppose, maybe almost four now, I started attracting women. It was like I women see. were willing to have these conversations with me one-on-one and make the investment. So it was like this natural transition. And then what I realized was how limited that was because while I love working with women, um, men were really benefiting from the same tools that I shared. So it just required me to start paying, looking around and uh, changing my language a little bit and re-inviting back in men. So sure. yeah. So did you ever get caught up with um, imposter syndrome? Like, did you ever ask yourself, why do people want to hear anything I have to say? Doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Of course. So how, how did you sort of, how did you sort of push through that? How did you address it and push through it? Um, so my imposter syndrome actually was quite terrible before because I had chosen such a different way of living and I'd always done things in a different manner. So it always felt like, well, who am I? Like, why do most people want to do it the way everybody else does it? So why would anyone want to hear what I have to say? And so what started happening was what shifted that was people asking me more questions. As I just shared, actually at a few business retreats, I shared um, some of my key stories. And one of them being that um, as an executive manager, I actually asked for uh, three weeks off every three months. uh, And that, you know, the company gave it to me and I was a stellar leader and I loved my work. And I started sharing that story and people started saying, we want to know how to do that. That's the thing we want. And I realized that me being different was actually the thing that people wanted, um, where before I thought that that was me faking my way in the real world with all of these other people doing business this certain way. Instead, what I realized was so many people actually wanted to do it a different way. They wanted more fun and ease and travel and a full life, and I had the way to do that. So once I started realizing that, then the imposter syndrome just kind of fell off because I realized that didn't matter anymore. (laughs) Right, right. So you you said the word retreat. So you sort of focus on um, uh, on business retreats. So you sort of like getting people together to get away, and you sort of have a, a, a more of a soul focus on Bali specifically. Can you talk about uh, you know the yeah. importance of uh, of those retreats and why it's important to sort of get away rather than um, you know sort of have those masterminds or those networkings at home? Yeah. So I actually do private retreats now, one-on-one. So me and you, we go to Bali together or we go to Ojai, California because that's another unique location. But what I found was that I'd lived part-time in Bali for a decade and it was it's one of the most amazing places on earth. You run into people all the time that that say, I just have this feeling I need to go to Bali. So it's a really unique uh, geographical location. But also the idea of getting someone out of their normal environment Um, and into an immersed situation where I'm spending one-on-one time with them, it changes the mindset. Literally, when you go to a place like Bali, the smells are different, the sights are different, the daily ritual is different, the environment's different. Everything is so different that our brain neurologically gets to be rewired. It, It gets to think differently. We show up as a different person. And one of my fundamental truths is truths are above all else who we're being determines our results. So who are we being day to day? If I talk to you over a six month period, one time a week, we talk for an hour, I give you some great tool that will help you be the person you want to be. And then you go back to your work or your family and the patterns, the habitual patterns just come back into play. 
within hours. But when you go immerse yourself in an environment for a week, it's like we're steeping in this um, different way of being and feeling. And then I give you tools there. So then you come back and you reimmerse with a new set of a new mindset and new tools. And it just changes the game a little bit. So both ways work. I just prefer um, I refer quick, I prefer quick results. So I like to get people immersed and, and make things happen and change things up. Typically, how long is the retreat? Are you talking a week or a month? Yeah, in Bali, the retreat is a week. Um, and if someone has two weeks, bring it on. They can come for two weeks and I'll just work for them intermittently through that time. But it's a, a an immersive one week in Bali. And if they work with me in Ojai, down in Southern California, it's three days together. So, yeah. So, and those immersions are like, we literally wake up and we're spending the day together doing things together. So we're hiking and talking or we're eating great food and we're talking. We're like constantly changing the environment. It's not like we sit in a hotel room and I fill your head with tools. It's like you are moving and experiencing a different way of being as you use these different tools. You're not locked in an air-conditioned hotel room just going through PowerPoints, right? (laughs) No, 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 no. No fluorescent lights here. (laughs) Kelly, you've done a lot of traveling yourself, and I really think that that has helped to shift your perspective and see life through a different lens. So how has your personal travel affected your work and your business? Oh, my gosh. It's defined it because – Something I, another thing I really believe and know to be true is that our business is simply an expression of us. So you have two ways of engaging. You either have a life and then you separate and then you have a business. So you're almost like two different, you're a disjointed person, or you have yourself who's fully engaged in life. And then you have this business and the business is an expression of that through you. And I find that that's a more successful, easy way of living. It's, it's much more fluid. It doesn't require a lot of energy to just your business is part of you and it's fun. And so for me, the more I traveled, the more I expanded as a human, the more I had to contribute to my clients. It's just, it becomes easy. I travel, I learn, I observe, I immerse, I come back and then boom, I have so much more to share with my clients because I'm experiencing uh, different things in the world. And I see different cultures. How do they do things in business? You know, how do these people show up? How can I take that and translate it into business um, where I live and with the people I'm working with? So I have a lot more uh, experiences to pull from uh, to share with my clients. So you said your business ideally um, and most effectively could be an extension of yourself. So translate that for the, you know, the person working in their home office, the, the solopreneur, the small business owner. How does that translate to, you know, their social media creation, their content creation, their uh, email marketing campaigns? How can they really give that personal sort of genuine touch to that stuff? Yeah, so... I just had this come up with a client. I have a new client and uh, she's very, she was very much separating. Her personal life was this. She has her family and her kids and she's at home and she's got this full life of play and fun. But then when she would turn on her work self, she basically became this 
um, you know, very systematized, formulated person. And her social media was kind of rigid. You know, she was sharing all about business. So one of the things we did was we translated that, okay, if you're this person and these are your intentions in your life, they should also be your intentions in your business. So we came up with her intentions were to be happy, to be supportive and to have fun. So I said, what if those are your intentions through everything you share through your business? That means all social media, all content reflects that. So if you're, if you're having fun in your life, how do you translate that into your style business that you're sharing with others? So as she shifted, she just emailed me and said, you know, I got three new clients this week, all because of that new way of being. So instead of it being that you're at home and, or you're home with your family life, your personal life, you're having this great life. And then you go into work and now you put on this a suit that's like, oh, now I'm the professional Kelly. And I only say this and the gurus tell me I got to use that formula and I do this. You literally separate yourself. It requires a lot of energy to separate those two parts of yourself. So you should be sharing who you are within your business. That doesn't mean you share everything. You have to have limitations on that. But the essence of you, if it's integrated into your business and everything you say, how you speak, how you act, like how I'm talking to you right now, this is how I talk everywhere anywhere and everywhere. So there's no difference. That didn't used to be the case. When I was in business, um, more in like corporate business, it was very much Kelly who showed up at work better be Kelly with parts of her cut off. She better be the professional Kelly. And I don't, that, I don't play that game anymore. And life is much easier, more fun. You know, business is so much more fulfilling. And so, yeah, it's just uh, being who you are in life the same as who you are in your social media and your content and every which way you're putting things out. It, it just makes things a lot easier. And being transparent with who you are. I was going to say, just authentic storytelling is just so important to brand building, isn't it? Right. And it's not, it shouldn't be that I'm telling the story because I'm going to convince and convert and manipulate. It's like, no, I'm telling the story because it's going to serve you. And, and it's this brilliant story, right? And so I hope that it reaches the right people. And see, that's one of the other thing too, is like not thinking too much about what we share. It's like, no, I share it because it's an extension of me. Like it's easy for me to share. It's fun for me to share this. So what methods are you using to connect with and find your customers and really expand your audience? I guess I shouldn't call them customers in your case, but how are you expanding your audience specifically, Kelly? Well, honestly, my audience doesn't, my, my work is so personalized. So I really have shifted to like, I am not doing a lot of, um, social media. I have a, a newsletter quote unquote that goes out every so often. It's called the curiosity experiment. And I just share whatever's going on for me. There's no systematized way to do it. And, and the other thing I've been doing, and these have all been really working well for me is just getting on the phone. I started, um, I've been advised by business coaches in the past, you know, you don't get on the phone with anybody and share your time for free. And I, and, and I finally blew that up. I'm like, you know what, if I'm making my own rules here, I'm going to determine who I get on the phone with. And I just started putting a call out to specific groups of people, um, like the growth tribe, the, uh, growth tribe that Amy Burke shared. And my, my intention was the people that are in that group are so amazing. And if I can give back to them, um, I put out 30 minute free calls. Hey, jump on the call with me. And my job is not to get them on the call and, and convert them to a client. It's really to fully be of service. And what's been happening is this momentum gets created where I really just give out and people are willing to give back. And I'm finding more people saying like, well, how can I help you? And then they help me back. So it's become this very fluid way. Like I'm asking constantly, what would be fun and easy? 
What would be fun and easy? What would be fun and easy? And then I do that. You know, if it's like, oh, I'm going to get on this podcast and I'm going to talk <laughs> or I'm going to, you know, put out this newsletter or I'm going to share on Facebook. It's not so systematized and it's actually been oddly creating better results for me. Fantastic. Yeah, we all just sort of find our own way. Absolutely. So I just want to uh, exactly. go back. Just, yeah. I, I just love the shout out to Amy Burks. She was a fantastic guest. We had her on episode 37. So cheers to Amy. I want to talk more in your wheelhouse. Let's dig in. Why is it so important, Kelly, to have a coach or a mentor in business or just in life in general? Oh my gosh. Well, the first part of that it's is that um, we all, if we're on this, you know, for me, it's how much more can I expand? How much more can I experience? Like when I die, I want to go full out. It's like, I want to have as much of a human experience, good, bad, and otherwise that I can. And I only have the capacity to learn and see so much myself, right? So I'm constantly asking bigger questions to see more possibility. But when we have a coach or a mentor or teachers, they contribute to us maybe new questions, new insights that they've learned that now expand our own experience. The second part to that is I think we have to be really conscious of who those mentors and coaches are. It's one of the things I've had to learn is that I don't even like being called a coach anymore because there's so many guru coaches that that insist that they have the way. And for anyone that insists that they have the way, yeah. And it's like, nobody has the way we all, we have to self-trust. We have to trust ourselves. And the more I trust myself, the more I know the way. So I basically look to coaches and mentors to contribute. They toss stuff at me and then I mull it over. I try it. I experiment. I see what works for me. If it moves me for closer to what I want, bam, I have the right person around me. If it pulls me away from my intentions, then they're not the right fit for me. They're the right fit for somebody else. So I think mentors and coaches are absolutely important and vital to our growth as humans um, and also trusting ourselves to choose people who will really contribute and guide us rather than tell us the way and insist on the way is really important. Um, Because when we're seeking, sometimes we we can fall into, you know, oh my God, they have the answer. And then we give over all of our power to that person. And then we're lost six months later, or a year later. So it's being really conscientious about like, wait, who does, who are these people that it feels right? And they're going to help me see myself bigger and better. I think that's, that's my one thing about me finding coaches is that they're always coaches and teachers and mentors that they're contributing to me, trusting myself more. Is this a process of elimination or what is the best way to approach a potential coach? Well, I think first it goes back to intentions. So what do you want? What are your primary intentions in your life? Like if my primary overall intentions in my life are to be kind, to be loving and to increase my consciousness in anyone I touch. And as woo woo as that sounds, that's the truth of it. And so it's like, I always look at, now I'm having a conversation with somebody who's a potential coach or mentor. And I'm looking at what they're selling and what they're teaching. And I have to feel inside, like I literally have to go back to myself, trust myself. Okay. Is what they're doing, is that going to lead me closer to feeling, you know, and being more kind, more loving and more conscious or, or aware. And if not, then I'm going to have to say, thank you very much. And I'll just keep seeking. So this, for me, it's really a gut check. It's a constant checking in with myself and asking, wait a minute, what is the intention here? So for me, it's like, if I'm, I don't, if someone takes me on the guide, if they're the coach, that's like, you got to do this and follow this. And 
you know, work really, really hard. That's the only way to make success happen. Then that is not in alignment with my greater intentions. Right. And I could get scared and I could say, yes, you're going to teach me how to make millions of dollars and I'm going to follow the formula. But that's out of alignment with my primary intentions right now. It might be 10 years from now. It might've been 10 years ago, but right now it's not. So I say, no, no, no. Thank you very much. I need to find somebody who wants to help, to help me be successful and have fun and ease. So then I'm like, okay, let's try this coach out. And sometimes it, do- it works and sometimes it doesn't. But it's like trusting also that if you're in 30 days with a coach and it's not a fit, you, you can leave. You can say, thank you very much, but this isn't moving me closer to what I want. Kelly, I want to ask a few questions now so that our listeners can learn more about your personal interests. Are you ready? Yeah, fire away. What type of cell phone do you use? <laughs> I use an iPhone 5. I'm not a big, uh, big, huge technology person. So, <laughs> what type of car do you drive? I drive a little. Okay, this is almost embarrassing, but I'm going to own it. A little Hyundai Elantra because it gets such stellar gas mileage, and I drive long distances a lot to go to retreats, and I love my little car. So obviously, you've been to Bali a few times. You probably have some other spots that you like to frequent. But do you have a favorite vacation spot? Well, I take people to Bali and I take people to Ojai. Those are both my, those are my places on the earth that, that really stoke me out. Both of those places generate energy for me and I always come back with more energy. So those are my two favorite places. Do you have a favorite food? Sushi. (laughs) Do you have a favorite book? Oh, goodness. I'm a voracious reader. I read constantly. I'm not joking. I have at least six books going on at once. So a favorite book, um, autobiography of a yogi is really good. The alchemist. And my favorite lately is anything by Robert Lax. And he's a poet. Kelly, there's this great new podcast called Bidzy small business society, but, uh, do you have a favorite podcast? Actually, my favorite podcast is this American life. It's, uh, or radio lab. Um, because there's, there are a lot of business podcasts out there and, um, Bitsy obviously is producing lots of great content, but (laughs) I also like to nurture that other side of myself is, and that would be this American life and radio lab because they, God, they stoke my curiosity all the time. They're really great. Kelly, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Um, I don't really relate to either one of those because for me, um, everything I do is, is an experience. So I'm constantly looking at it as what value does it bring me not win or lose. It's more like, okay, is this, is this fun and engaging? Did I learn from this? It's not so much win or lose, which is why I was always terrible on team sports because I just didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do to wind down after a long or a stressful day? I hike. Um, I'm, I'm a tree hugger. I hike. Now, let's move on here. If you had to boil this thing down, what is the one thing you would share with our listeners about creating the life that they really want to live? Oh, gosh. I would say if I could stand on a mountaintop and yell down to everybody around me, I would say make your own rules. It's the one thing that's in in the way of people really feeling fulfilled. A lot of the people I work with are successful financially, 
but they're still saying, but what else is there? And it's this sense of like, you need to make your own rules. You need to examine what is it that feels fulfilling and what is it that's meaningful and let your life and your business move from that place. Um, not looking externally that the external world's gonna gonna satisfy you. Because in the end, it's really gotta come from the inside. So it's like, what do I want? What does that look like? How does that feel? And create from that place. For myself, Kelly, I truly realized that I achieved that success when I finally, again, realized that I was in control of my own destiny. And I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, absolutely. It's like, for me, leadership... Um, being a leader in our life and our business comes from three things. It's self-awareness, self-responsibility, and that's what you're talking about, and then having the tools to make things happen. And it's like once we're like aware of what we're capable of and we're responsible for that, it's like anything's possible. We, we actually, yeah, we change our destiny. We, we control where things go in a much more fluid manner. Yeah. Kelly, what does the future look like for you and your business? Oh, um, my, probably in the next couple of years, absolutely. It's going to be immersive one-on-one -on -one high level experiences, um, with people and groups with Amy Burks. We're doing, um, small intimate groups to help people really, uh, show up in this manner and be really successful from the premise of fun and ease, not hard work. So, I think those are my two things. They're the most fun things I've been able to create. So I've let go of everything else. So it's full high level experiences with my clients and then these small intimate groups to create a great impact. If people want to learn more, how can they find you? Well, they can look on my website at kellysheets.com or uh, for any of your listeners, they're welcome to actually um, email me straight and at kelly at kellysheets.com and we can have a conversation. There you have it, everyone, a direct line into the mind of Kelly Sheets. We appreciate it. Again, thank you for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you so much. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.